Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. Blog Talk Radio. Monster Truck Road Rally guy to do our intro because that was very nice. Actually, should, you should pay that guy a lot. No, no but I have connections or, or I have ways of messing with audio files with my own voice to make it sound like that. <laughs> See, now you've taken all the magic away. Way to go. Probably, I know. This is what we do on our show. Full disclosure. Uh, you know, you, full disclosure is not necessary. I'm just saying. But we're going to be transparent. Can I tell you that? <laughs> Reveal it all. First episode, then we're going to go ahead and going to happen. So, there's a few who have not hung up or have not turned off the computer. <laughs> My name is Greg DeMarco. So hopefully, you've read some of what I've written for the past seven or so months. I'll give you a little bit about me and then Patrick will give you a little bit about him, and then we'll just start. So, uh, if you're listening and you want to call in, there's a call in number 310 807. Five one zero three, and I'll talk more about collars and all that action. So I I have been a wrestling fan for twenty seven years, and I marked that based on what WrestleMania it is. My first wrestling memory is when I watched on MSG Network uh, the Superfly Jimmy the dive off the stage, watching that Jimmy Morales, and of course, turn the into a wrestler. I 
started watching regularly. A little after that, I have more than Bell. Pretty much what I've done ever since. So, Patrick, this is a little different. So I'll let tell you that. Um. Yeah, I, I don't um I don't mark my my wrestling time by the uh the WrestleManias I've watched. I think um I've been a I've been a fan since uh since I was 8, I think, and that was god 25 years ago now. Uh which is crazy. Uh and my my first real memory of of wrestling that I, I remember watching is actually something you posted on your uh on your column when, uh not too long ago. Uh and that was the the famous double Hebner um, title switch um, that happened that that led to the tag, or the uh, World Heavyweight Championship tournament in WrestleMania four uh, with Hogan and two Hebners and the Million Dollar Man, and uh, I think you were so kind as to remind me that that was not a Saturday Night's main event the first time we talked about it that it was one of the uh, the Friday Night shows from the eighties, uh, and was a fan ever ever since though I will say I, I took a little break in the early two thousands until you brought me back into the fold with independent wrestling, no less. That's right. They pulled you out, and then I brought you back in. Just like you know, I I tried to escape. Well, and it, and it didn't work. But, but we've got, uh, got four people in the chat room, so welcome people in the chat room. We're glad to have you. Uh, feel free to share anything you'd like outside of the chat room as much as possible. Uh, in terms of work, did I cut you off? Did you have more to say? Oh, no, no. You, you didn't cut me off. I'm already ready to argue with you about stuff, so. <laughs> that's, well, that's why we're here. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Give our, our listeners a sense of what this is. Patrick and I uh, met about like seven years ago. I, I probably took about ten minutes for one of us to discover the other one. And we've been friends ever since. I moved away uh, to, to the guys in hot weather of Arizona. Snow. And we basically we start talking on the phone all the time. We talk a long time about wrestling. And we agree, and we disagree, and we argue. And for the longest time, I was like, people would probably be entertained by that. And that is the basic premise of the Greg Marco show. And even though it's got my name on it, I'm the guy writes the phone, and it's just a super operation. Um, I handle the technical stuff, but I wouldn't do this show if Patrick wasn't on the phone. Aww. I know. Don't, 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 don't take that. That makes my heart cry a little bit. I can hang up on you. Remember that. You can't hang up on me. That is true. As well, granted, not, not that you can walk over. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that, you know, that, that was the premise of the show. I briefly had a show when I briefly had a website called Comic Wrestling News. It was an abysmal failure, mainly because uh, the time it took to do all the technical stuff was way more than I do remember Patrick. There was, there was like a month where I didn't update the site at all, and Patrick would, would send me daily updates of all the wrestling news that happened that I wasn't reporting on. Make me laugh, and then I would go home and not report on anything anymore. So I'm really glad that 411 chance to be columnist for them. Of course, Bryce Wrestling 5 and 1, which is the show we love, it's going to be and, and also do that. And that's what I'm really excited about. And, and bring Patrick along, because you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, it's who you know. Nice. Um, there was a people on there and they're talking about they're talking about other things besides us. Like chat room, that's good. Uh, apparently, I'm cutting in and out. So I don't know what that is. 
Okay, I'm sorry. What, what I can I couldn't hear you in the last little bit there, man. So could you could you go back? Where where are we going? Because I just want to argue with you about impact. Oh, you like, talk? Yeah, I want to I want to spoiler alert this, and then I want to I want to talk a little bit about these uh, the the taping results that popped up. Okay. Well, first of all, I, I put it in the uh, in the show for advertisement. It's not a spoiler. Right now. So we're, uh, you know, we're having some fun times. 
what I might do is put myself on the gas thing and go from there. Bear with me for one moment. I, I am bearing with you. I want to make you. sure that, that people... This is a professional operation here. I want to make sure people can hear me because God knows they don't want to just listen to you for, for 90 minutes or two hours. All right. Oh, things are ringing. All right. All right. I am here. Holy cow, that is... That is a whole different experience. All right, All right. there we go. People in the chat room out. Is that better? Yeah, I can I can hear you beautifully. You can hear me better than you can hear me before? Actually, I can hear you in like a pseudo-stereo. It's kind of fun. <laughs> it's probably because I've got... Let me just do this. Yeah, how many speakers you got? How many microphones you got near each other there? I just unplugged the other one. So now is that better? Yeah, that's that's great. Okay. East Coast, East Coast Phil says Greg is breaking up, so I don't know. Who says Greg is breaking up? Steve Cook. Cook. He's one of our, oh, one of our writers. Oh, Steve Cook. Now he's oh, yeah. saying louder. There we go. Is that better? Is that better, Steve Cook? Is there body Steve Cook who's, who's posting in the chat room? Watch out for Steve. Okay, okay that's, that's good. good. We've got approval from Steve Cook. Thank you, Steve Cook. You know, I'm um, validated. Call in. Oh. Say that again. I said I feel validated. Like, you like do. That. No, I'm glad because you. Because I've you heard that the word great. of Steve Cook is is wonderful. Steve Cook. Well, that's because I put him over in one of my in, in, in his column actually, and he's been forever indebted to me. Actually, you, I, I did it all on my own. It's, it's I love what Steve Cook writes, and, and he's different, and he's not afraid, and I appreciate that. So. Oh, so he's taking pictures of happen. you. I got it. All right. But that's unrelated. That has nothing oh, to do with what we're talking about. With putting over Steve Cook. That's, that's right. The naked photos that he has of me and, and the ones that he sent to me as well. Those, those are unrelated to me putting him over. That All right, so can we talk bonus. about wrestling again? I guess, I guess so. so. We, we might as well say this is a wrestling show. Yes. Uh, uh, but no, I, it's, that's one of those see-it-to-believe-it things. I just... My problem, I don't really have a huge problem with what they did. It's just what they didn't do. It's just, you know, the, the talent that they have and the talent they don't use. Um, it wasn't as bad as some people are making it out to be in the impact taping results. Well, and, and yeah, I don't know. Did anybody, like any of these reports come out and actually talk about the, the segments itself? Because I, I will say this, like if... You know, a time limit draw, I think, in, a, in an X Division match is a good thing because I'm assuming that's how how it, how it drawed out. Because uh, that means you had to have a, a solid minute, a solid amount of time of actual wrestling on the program, which you know has been kind of lacking on Impact. And I think that you know, it just just looking at the show and know and knowing how long their segments are, sometimes it, it could come off as a little short. And I think you know, I, I I do remember reading people complaining about like the amount of brawls. It just to me, it felt like a better show just by by the read. I I, do, I agree with you. I think that it'll it'll pan out better seeing it. But whoever wrote those those spoilers, I mean, to me, sold the sold the program as a decent show, as a as a better than sort of what you're getting. It didn't sound like a you know a 30 minute promo to open a show, a 45 promo minute promo to end the show, to where you've already wasted 75 minutes of of television. I was, I was glad to see that that the show opened up with a match. 
We'll see if it actually opens up with a match for the plays, but I believe it'll be the second straight week that Impact has opened up with a match. So either they're listening to those of us who are complaining or, or they're just doing their own thing and, and we're finally liking it. I don't know. The, the concern I have with the time limit draw, I think it's great they gave two X Division guys 10 minutes. Uh, are we going to, is, is five of that going to be commercial break? Yeah, you know, you know, you don't know um, until you see what. You know, I would hope that that they would um, that, that they would uh, that they would keep as much of the match as possible. You know, it's going to have a commercial interruption at some point. Like, I think that that's that goes without saying. I mean, any sort of match that that goes that long on television, you know, short. You know, you get your introductions and all that stuff going. And, you know, it's it's going to go about three or four minutes, and there's probably some point where they powdered out, and then. You know, cut, you know that's where they cut away to the commercial and bring it back. It's a, it's sort of the standard television thing. But I, you know, I would hope, with especially with the work that those guys can do, that you know, I'm hoping it was a good match. I haven't really read whether it looked good. Um, but yeah, I mean that sort of that excites me. And I, like that match, like that little segment alone, sort of makes me want to watch the show. And I, you know, and I've been struggling with Impact lately. We talked about this before, like. It's it's been one of those things where I talked about like sometimes I read these spoilers and I'm like is there anything that I really feel like I can't miss um, because once upon a time when I read Impact spoilers it was like oh my god I have to watch this I have to watch this and I feel like that's the sort of thing that that I wanna I wanna see more of and I wanna watch um, and it just looked like it was a little more you know match heavy with some in ring storyline advancement happening like a lot of stuff happening in the arena and not just guys standing in the middle with a microphone. It's true, and, and, and we'll fast forward to what was done as the final segment of the program. We'll see if it actually is the final segment of the program, which is the firing of Mick Foley. It, it does kind of come out of left field. Where do you think that's headed? Is it is, is Foley leaving, or is, is it just a storyline? Because I know I've, I've seen both things said, but it's pure speculation. Yeah, well, and I, and I, I think the more and more you, you hear about like Foley, like Foley, I don't know that he really needs this. Um, you know, I don't know that he, you know, like, just based on what, you know, and again, you said it yourself, it's speculation, you know, looking at, looking at what he's got going on, like, he, he doesn't seem like he's really, like, he hasn't really been that present in the product anyway, so, you know, showing up for a quick pop and then disappearing, like, or, or going his separate ways, I think it's fine, I think we joked, uh, you know, there was some, some either I think it was tweeting that went on where where we were where we were where he was mocking um, sort of the the sound and the the pro, the population that appeared for a house show. Um, so it's not yeah, like he compared really the empty arena match that he had with the Rock yeah. to a TNA house show. Yeah, so it's not really like he's working that hard to, to really you know put over TNA the way he was when he first showed up. And I think you can you know you can always I think a lot of times you can see when a, when a guy sort of either really burn out and maybe that's what it, you know maybe maybe that's what I, what I'm sensing or if it's just that you know he's kind of tired of where this is and that it hasn't gone in the direction that you know he like a lot of these guys that have been big established names that are huge deals when they show up they always talk about well, we're going to take TNA to this and maybe what it's become with with the current direction of the product isn't really what he wants to be a part of and so you know he's got friends back at the E, I'm sure if he wanted to go back and work whatever schedule they wanted, he could go back there. Um, you know, I don't know what that would do with the network angle. I think that that, that sort of 
I don't, I don't know. I thought Foley was probably the most logical and unsurprising choice that you could bring up. I, you know, I don't know what the names could be or if, if they're just going to sort of do a pseudo-anonymous, you know, general manager-esque if, if to steal a, um, a WWE um, storyline to where you have this shadowy figure. Because most of the network stuff is mentioned off screen. Like, it's like Hogan's like, I got something from the network. Can you believe this? Or the network's doing this. Um so who knows that you even really need a person there um, to to keep the angle going? Yeah, yeah, but the anonymous and the anonymous thing you talked about is is kind of copying the raw, which is something they need to stay away from if if at all costs they can. And and on Foley, you know, he, he seems to still have a good relationship with Vince McMahon, with oh, yeah. you know Vince McMahon donating to his cause, which we never heard of. DNA donating to, to to Mick Foley's cause, which might have upset him as well. And this is pure speculation. We have not yeah, I was heard like, anything. Who, who, I was like, who's who's to say one way or the other? And and even with Foley, like, who knows? You know, who knows what's going on? I, I I actually think you know the guy's got enough going on. He doesn't need wrestling in general um, to to be happy, you know, and to do whatever. Like he's got he's got enough going on that you know I think he could take it or leave it at this stage of his career and in life, and I think he's he'd be fine with it. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I completely agree with you, and and no. would not be surprised at all if if he's gone. Know. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a big elaborate angle, and he's there, and they're hoping that oh. people like you and I think these things. Well, you know, working working the fans has has always has been a big thing for for years, and especially you know, it's always one of those big Bruce uh, things. He always liked to work the fans, and that's you know, he's there and a part of that company. So, who knows? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, like you said. It will, and then we might know more tonight once we see the spoiler results from tonight's impact. Because I'm sure, I'm interested to see, and, and I know I'm changing gears again, what's up with them kicking out the guy from, from another wrestling website, PW Insider, who was, who was reporting the results. I know they said TNA was going to contact that site today. What do you think about that? Do you think it's it's a futile effort? Because you know, it's the funny thing in Full on Mania is right above the report about the guy being kicked out, for posting spoilers, for spoilers, what are the spoilers of the yeah. show? Well, and and is it I, you know I always wonder you know is is it more of a, like I, I not being in Florida and not I've never been to an Impact taping I've never seen what it's like uh, you know and and not not you know I, I do live up on the East Coast way north so I, I can't tell you I I do wonder maybe if the because it even sounds like the guy is there like was PW Insiders like regular guy that would go to the Impact zone all the time and do spoilers. I wonder if, if it was more, if it was less about him doing the spoilers and just sort of how he was doing it. Like, I'd, I'd actually be curious to see, like, he had to have been doing something to, like, really obvious to tip, to tip himself off. Like, I don't think that, like, I, I think that TNA and, you know, and the E and a lot of these, you know, companies that, that have shows or whatever that, that do tapings, they all know. And, I mean, it's been like this for years. I mean, since the Internet's been around and there's been pre-taped shows, like, people have, have put up spoilers. Like, that's that's part of the the Internet, you know, the IWC. Like, it's what it's what we we do. Uh, so I don't I don't necessarily think that it was this oh my god you're ruining the secrets of our product or something like I feel like there had to be something else taking place like that that guy was either obnoxious um, or you know holding up his like was recording shit or something pardon me like recording recording the show or there had to be something else I can't I can't imagine that if he was just there doing whatever he, he does normally to to send results on which has happened consistently for years and years, 
that 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 suddenly this week something new like that suddenly TNA has decided we're going to be protective of the product. Uh, it could also be that maybe maybe TNA was trying to make a statement of him too, like and and that may that that could also be a possibility. I think that um, you know I wished Impact would go live a little more often um, or every once in a while. I don't know quite you know why other than the schedule works well. Um, that that you, you don't try that because I do think that for a lot of us, um, you know, Raw sort of the the standard and Raw was live and then you know in the height of the Monday Night Wars, like if you want to go back to the '90s, shows were live and and you know that that sort of adds to the excitement of of the show and does add a little bit of a mystery to the product. So, you know, it could be a scapegoating thing. It could be that the guy was crazy. Who know? You know, we don't know. And that's that's the one thing I'd like to see reported out is if somebody like was there or could see like if the guy was doing something that really called attention to him because I think that that seems more logical to me. Yeah, yeah. My guess is is he was either texting or calling in live results as they happen, and they finally decided they wanted to do away with it. I know they hate the fact that spoilers come out, but it's like you said, you don't want spoilers. Have a live show. I mean, if, if yeah. you want to be. That level of a wrestling product. It costs more money to have a live show. You have to fly people in every week. I get that. Exactly. But you you want to you want to create an environment where the show is live. The only way to do that is to have a live show. Well, and, and so when you talk about that. things to and you talk about things to grow TNA and and think like we we talk a lot about what we want, and I say we like the two of us. You know, I do think that one of, we like I don't like the impact zone. Like I am actually, I think the impact zone has sort of lived its life and should be a place that still exists and that you still do. Like, I, I think it could go the way of that, whatever that arena in TBS where WCW used to film their Saturday night program. Like let's use explosion. Um, like use that location to continue to do explosion or whatever. But at some point you, you sort of, you, you, you sort of need to travel yourself and, and, and grow yourself in markets and, it's not like TNA. I like I. People know, and I keep calling it TNA, but you know, Impact Wrestling. It, it's it's a people know about it. Like when when they came up this way, like I went to their house show, um, and there was a solid crowd uh, that was there. Uh, some like you know, there are certain regions where just wrestling in general is going to get people to go, um, and you can sell yourself a little bit more around the country. I think that. You know, some of the some of the workers that are there would would hate that, and you might lose some of that because um, part of the appeal is the the travel schedule is much, 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 much easier. Um, but well, and a lot of the talent lives in Florida, especially, yeah, so exactly. they're not really paying travel, travel costs. I think that yeah, the cost factor of it for them is too great. They're just not that far along as a company in, to to spend that money to travel. And I don't think they want to run the risk of. Of going live on Impact with 700 people in the audience, I think that's a big fear that they probably have. And based yeah, on the well, results, but but you look at and of all the people out there that could make this push, Eric Bischoff of all people knows how you can start small. I mean, for God's sake, Nitro started in the Mall of America, like that was not a huge crowd, and, and you don't have to have a monster venue. You don't need to go to the Staples Center. You know, right out the gate, find a venue that works for you. You have the cameras, you have the ring. Like, it's not going to look like a hack job um, necessarily. So get the arena that fits your audience and be okay with that. Like, you make a, you can make a small arena look huge if it's full. 
They did it. I mean, their 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 taping that they did for North Carolina was a lot bigger than it really was, based exactly. on the reports on the attendance. And there's about three thousand people there, and they made it look like a major arena. And then honestly, it looked a lot like a broadcast at Nitro. And that's not. I'm not trying to go over the whole Nitro TNA comparison. Um, I am going to put a pause on this bit of discussion, and because I'm visited as a guest right now and not as the host, you're going to hear a dial tone again. But we have a very special guest that we need to bring in to the program. So we're going to go ahead and do that. So again, those of you who are listening, I apologize for not being able to jump out and do this without you hearing it, but because of the technical difficulties, we're going to have to do it this way. So bear with us as we, as I call our special guest. Aw. Yeah, you just keep talking right there. That'll be fine. Oh, you want me to riff a little bit? Filibuster. Oh, hey, you know, I, I will, I'm going to completely jump off. I was very excited today to learn that Winnipeg is getting a hockey team again. The Winnipeg Jets um, left, I can't even remember how long ago, and now we have a real hockey program back in Winnipeg. Um, tough luck, Atlanta, but you don't have ice anyway. Uh, ring, ring. Yeah, we're ringing. Our, our, our guests better answer. Because uh, I'm making, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a little work here. Hello. Hi. Hi. Is this is this our special guest on the Greg DeMarco show? It just might be. It just might be our special guest. Tell everybody your name, special guest. It's Buggy. It's, it's Buggy, ladies and gentlemen. It's Buggy is on the line, the special guest for the first ever Greg DeMarco show. Normally, I would have screened you in private, Buggy, but we have some. Some technical difficulties. So, welcome to the program. Well, I'm glad oh, that you've decided you. to join us and you've agreed to join us. Of course. So, well, where are you now? Uh, I'm at home. I was so you're at home? I thought you were retraining. I know. I woke up super sick today. Like, oh, oh did one. you? I think I have the flu, but don't tell anybody. Well, we'll make sure that no one. I'm sure no one's really listening anyway. So oh, we'll make I was sure say, only, only the five only the five people listening to this show know know what's going on now. So I think we're good. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. and buggy, that other voice you hear is the voice of of Patrick O'Dowd. He's my co-host on the, on the program. So so welcome. welcome. So right. let's just let's just talk wrestling with with you. First of all, you went to to the All Star Weekend on Friday night for PWG, correct? Yeah, I was there Friday. I couldn't make it on Saturday though. But it was amazing. Okay, so, 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 how was it? It was uh, just like, you know, how PWG does it. It was intense, and all the matches were incredible and, you know, shocking moments. And uh, in the main event, Claudio broke the top rope, which, you know, I think everyone got a kick out of just because it was him and Chris Harrell and, like, these two massive human beings going at it in the ring. You think, you know, the ring is really the one that's taking all the beating. So it was just a matter of time. (laughs) Yeah, and what, I mean, that seems to happen at PWG shows, the breaking of the ropes. I remember, uh, I believe it was Battle of Los Angeles where they finished with with one rope at one point. So it it seems to be a, a thing. Maybe someone needs to take a look at that ring. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's cursed. Who knows? Um, so well, did, did you not um, did, did you not get booked by PWG? No, have you have you worked in PWG outside of uh, escorting anybody to the ring, or have you had a chance to work there? No. Um, it came up when Christina Von Eri was wrestling there. Um, right. Because I would, I would manage her, and we were a tag team and stuff. 
Um, but it never went through. I don't think PWG is really into like having managers or anything like that. Like they're barely into having women's matches at all. So um, it would be nice to one day work there. I know I, you know, have a long way to go and still training and working hard. And hopefully one day I could perform in front of those people. They're great. They're drunk. It's awesome. <laughs> I've never been to a PWG show, even though I live pretty close, so I do hope to, to get out there at some point. So oh, so yeah, you're training yeah. now. Are you training with the Ballards, or where are you training? Yeah, I've been training with the Ballards um, pretty much, like, ever since I started. They've been my main trainers, and uh, also with Van Iasset. Um Every week... Uh, I've been experimenting. Like, I just went to the Los Luchas training. They have it at the same dojo, at the Santino Brothers dojo, but their night is on Tuesday. So, like, oh, that's fun. I want to go check that out because my friend Jose trains there, and we used to train when, like, uh, when I first started, and he helped me out a lot. So I was like, oh, I want to go check it out. So that might be something that I'll be getting into. It's a little different working on the right side, but it's it's a lot uh it's a lot of fun and it's really different and I think I could, you know, add it to my style. Definitely. I'm sure you could. What's the uh what what's been your favorite match that you've had to date? I know you've had quite a few and, and I've seen some of the videos. Oh yeah. Oh man, my favorite one. Well, I always I always tell everybody that the match I had at BTW, it was uh, me and Jessica James from Texas versus Serena Deeb and Davina Rose. And it was my first uh, match with someone like Serena, like to name, you know, like, oh my God, like I saw you on TV and now we're wrestling. That's pretty awesome. So she was super sweet and really, really uh, fun to work and really down to earth. And her and I talk a little bit still now. Uh, we keep in touch. So oh, it was such a good match. It was such like a good story that we had. And I think it really got over with the crowd. Like it was, um, it was a little comical. I got to be silly and, you know, uh, scaredy heel and all that stuff. But, um, Another favorite match, I always I always have favorite matches with Shannon Ballard. He's, of course, my trainer, so it's like it's always fun wrestling your trainer because you know each other so well. I wrestled him a, a couple times, so that's always fun. Excellent. Now, I remember when you first came out, you actually uh, you came okay. out and worked a show in Arizona. Do you remember that a couple years ago? Working in Arizona? Yeah, you worked. It, it was a it was a school. It was actually a show for at an elementary school, um, and, and, oh, the, and yeah. you were the, the ballads were in the main event. Is that ICW? Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. I was oh, I was yeah. there. I was the ring announcer that night. I remember. Oh, cool! Right on. Yep. That was probably must have been my first trip there. Yeah. Yeah. I think you. I think that that I know it was a couple of years ago, so it was probably. Well, probably, uh, probably early on in your career. So, in the future, what do you, you know, what, what do you, what do you want to do? Who do you want to wrestle? How far do you want to take them? Oh man, I have my eye on a couple places. Um, I would absolutely. I'm just going to throw TNA out there, just because um, uh, I've seen. Well, I've I've heard rumors. Serena's there. 
and, you know, give it up to my homegirl, Serena. I want to, you know, I love working her. So if I could be on TNA and work her, and if everyone else is as cool as her. I worked ODB also, and I heard that she's, you know, going back there. So I think that would just be an overall great experience. And um, it might be, well, I don't know. I think I just want to go out on a limb and just kind of move to the East Coast and just kind of see what happens. I'm kind of at that right. point. I kind of feel like I'm in a midlife crisis, but, like, I'm 21, but I'm in a midlife crisis at the same time. It's like, man, I, I feel like doing something, you know? I feel like living a little bit and just moving just to see what would happen. But, um, Excellent. Well, hopefully we've given you a little bit of a following with, with, our, our, with our use of, of Buggy over the past few months. I think it was, I was looking back <laughs> It was in February when we first put you in the column, so. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I, I get it. Like, it makes me smile reading, like, the comments and stuff. Like, even, like, the bad things that people have to say. Or I think I, I'm I'm really, I appreciate that there's more good than bad. That's always, that's always pleasant, but. Yeah, yeah there is more great, good like, than bad. Um, we have yeah. a chat room associated with this program right now, and it's lighting up with things like, uh. Uh, um, what is it? Her voice is way too provocative for radio. Whoa! Um, I think is what what they're saying. And, well, she was so, talking about experimenting just, earlier too, dude. I'm just, you know. Yeah, when you were like, I'd really like to work her. I have a feeling some people had <laughs> to get away from their computers no. for a couple seconds there. That's awesome. I will, I will say once a week on your column in the comment section, there's at least one person who complains if you don't put a picture of Buggy up in the column. That is that is Sweet. God's honest. They do every week. I, it's probably the I love same that guy, person. but anyway, hey. it, might, it might be the same guy. Um, I love oh, him. oh, someone, so, someone posted posed a question for you that I'm going to pass on since one of these people want to call in. They want to know if you were the person that got karma pregnant. <laughs> um, you know what? After a couple drinks, I kind of black out, so I don't want to hold myself responsible, but I also don't want to deny it. Well, we'll, we'll 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 hold it to that, and obviously the truth yeah. will have to will have to come out later. So that's that's yeah, what we will have to do. There there are got some other questions they're proposing, but but I'm going to save those for a future or for a future edition of this. So I apologize for the chat room. Um, I, our readers have been demanding more buggy and, and 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 wanting more of you. Is there? I know you've got you know photos and and things like that. Is there a way that we can we can get a photo or, or something of you that that's not on Facebook or not on Facebook yet that we can sort of be the first one and say, hey, this is it, you know, let, let me debut sure. it in the column and then obviously you can take it from there. Is there something out there that, that we can get our hands on and give a special treat to our readers? My, yeah, I could take one right now on my webcam. <laughs> I'm like yeah. in my pajamas all like sick. I'm freaking <laughs> awesome. I'll send it to you guys. You can you can do that. I will uh, I will send you after the show. I'll send you the email address and and you can shoot that over and for as long as you're cool with it, we'll we'll put it out there and, and it'll be a special treat for oh, all years. And I've noticed that kind of from day one, which I thought was really cool. And the thing that I've noticed and the reason why I think so many people have taken to you through the column and just in general is that you are kind of a real person. You're not. You're not really faking it. I mean, the person you are when you're out there and everywhere else is is, is you. So, oh, thank that's you. That's something that and I like. Steve Cook, who's a writer on our on our website, he he does something called the Hot 100, 
which is uh, oh yeah, he rates various hundred women, uh, different than the maximum hot one hundred, but with his own little version of that. And and you made your hot one hundred debut this year. Uh, you clocked in at number seventy one. So so you can thank Steve Cook for listening. Oh, thank you, Steve Cook. Am I number one? Excellent. Can I, uh, you were 70. Well, there's a one in it. You were 71. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll just scratch off the seven and show all my friends. Exactly. Well, you can't debut at number one. You have to move up. So I we'll know. give it a couple of years, and, uh, okay. and you will. Uh, I have a feeling the, the more you fall into the show, the more you're going to move up. So can we can we have you on you know, for a few minutes each week? Is that something as long as you're available? Definitely. Of course. I Excellent. Well, well, we will... Brag to the listeners who weren't here that, that you made your, your debut on the program. Uh, do you have what do you, do you have anything coming up this weekend or anything like that that you want to promote? Yeah, actually, I have a lot of like I booked every weekend, which I'm so grateful for. In June, um, I don't know if I have time. Well, I'll just say all the federations, and usually, well, they're all in um, Southern California, and um, I'm actually going to be in Mexico in July. I have That's any, nice. you know, cool. you know, Viva La Raza, right? My people. <laughs> I'm not Mexican, by the way, so I can say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Because I would get killed. Yeah. I live, I live in Arizona, which is half Mexican, just not legally. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I was there a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it's nice. Excellent. So we oh. will, uh, oh, somebody oh. is freaking out because... They didn't realize you're in SoCal and they're in SoCal. So you just gained a new oh. fan on our in our chat room. I hope you all come checking out fan. one of your shows. Um, I will get some information from you and we'll put it in, into the into the column this week. I, I hope you feel better. I appreciate you taking time out for us. I know you said you're a little you. under the weather. Thank you. So, yeah, so now they're wanting, now people are asking where you're at in SoCal and they want your address and everything. So we're not going to go there. We're, zip, zip code we're, oh, okay. What's going on? That's crazy. Yeah, they're they're going crazy in the chat room. Again, I've got some new fans. So, Bundy, thank you very much. I will send you an email so that you can can send us the exclusive photo of of Buggy sick in her pajamas. Super, super, super exclusive. Prominently. Um, Before you go, can you just can you do me one uh, or maybe a couple? uh, One big huge favor. Can you just just give us a real quick? uh, This is Buggy. And you're listening to the, and you might have to write this down. This is Buggy, and you're listening to the Greg DeMarco Show with Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowd. Can you can you do that? And Patrick O'Dowd. O O'Dowd, yeah. O O D O W D. It's 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 not his fault. O-Dowd. He was born with it. All right, I got it. Okay, right now. Yeah. Yes. Do I have to use my my super uh, provocative radio voice? And if you if you can, that would be great because I'm gonna I'm gonna use this on future episodes of the nice. Greg DeMarco show with Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowd. Right on. All right. So this is Bucky, and you are listening to the Greg DeMarco show with Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowd. Oh, oh that's beautiful. That I appreciate brilliant. that. That was perfect. And, and, and and they are yeah you don't even want to know what people are saying in the chat room now so I appreciate your time uh, for coming on the program and and, and being a part of the Greg DeMarco show with presented by Forward One Mania um, I'll be in touch and and we'll get that photo for the column and then we will talk to you again next Tuesday cool right on thanks guys all right thanks for thank you buggy good luck this weekend and we thank hope you feel better.
Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I'm awesome! You're awesome? So that, so that, that's, that's the sound bite for callers that are awesome. That's what oh. we're going to be using going forward. See, since the one called I, I almost yet. see that. I almost see that picture of the Miz from your column. From the know, column? Holding, yeah, holding the out-of-date U.S. title. You know, because you couldn't find a world right. well, picture. It was the best photo I could find. And it has this oh, awesome on Dude, it's, it, the internet is huge. Google Images, you can just look at You can find anything. Oh, I it, know, it was uh, an awesome T-shirt. That, uh, that's true. You know, you know, no, no, you know, you know, you know what? You don't like the photo? Is that what you're saying? You don't like the photo? I don't. I, I no, don't like the photo. It doesn't I, matter what you think. Ah, uh, see, your ti- your timing is awful. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So you segued into us. Do we do we want to start talking some raw and some karma as you've now implicated Buggy in you know <laughs> impregnating her? <laughs> well, I was just passing on the message from yeah. the chat room. I do want to talk to you about the whole karma thing, and there's a couple different aspects I want I want to go into with that. And, uh, and who knows, we could talk about this forever. But uh, just first off, your I'm not even gonna go for your real overall impression. Um, do you feel like it killed her character, or do you think she's gonna come back in a year and be back to the same crazy heel, or not crazy heel, but but crazy beast that that Karma was? What do you feel about, about her character uh... development and with the taker? Um, I think, you know, given the situation, and, and one of the things that I think, you know, we got to give some credits to, to WWE writers about every once in a while, is that, is that they can manage things. I actually thought that, you know, when, when we saw, I, I was really fascinated with the whole crying thing in the middle of the ring. I was like, what is going on? Oh my gosh, this is going to be like this revolutionary thing. Uh, and then, you know, to come out and give that really real promo, I think that, I actually think that it, it's not so much going to kill her. I, I think it kills the I'm I'm crazy and want to beat up beautiful women, he you know aspect right away. Like I don't think she can come back to that. I think you know giving that sort of heartfelt speech and you know even though Jim Ross keeps tweeting over and over and over again, you know well, I didn't really say it like that or whatever. Uh, the point was is that you know by the time she finished that speech before the Bellas came out. The, she got like she she got in the crowd um, to to get behind her and you know a, a baby is you know a, a, a you know a lot of people are like oh how sweet uh, but I think you know she did it in a did it in a way to where she's like I'm gonna be back and I'll be better than ever and then to have the Bellas come out um, and run her down in a way that I, I was I'm not gonna lie I was a little uncomfortable with like I was like whoa like this is this is a little nuts I think she comes back as a world I think it actually fits in with her name a lot better because one of the things that I was speculating about when her when her character debuted is that it, it could be this whole like you know it comes off heelish because she's coming in and beating down people but if she's beating down like heel divas like it's like karma's coming back to get you and I think that you know having the Bellas come out and be horrible to her to where she can be like I'm coming back for you I don't I, the only thing I didn't like about the end of that segment was her actually saying I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to you like I think giving her angry face giving them angry face would have been fine and having her come away and then when she comes back uh and i you know i can't wait for it whenever whenever that time comes um you know i if the bellas are still here it's it's an easy way to get her a huge response and have her still be the monster to to trash i mean you know her sheer size and, and ability for anybody that's watched her you know either with tna or 
uh, on the indies and, and in Japan and all that stuff. Like, like, there's no secret that the woman's got skills. There's no secret that she can do do things that a lot of other of the sort of the stick thins can't really do. Uh, and I think that there's still a lot of fun and potential for that uh, after after this comes along. I think that uh, you know the timing is unfortunate uh, for her because I you know I was I was very excited from the second they started those little segues. I I, I don't think I think her character is going to be fine. I think it's just not going to be what we initially marketed it, and and that's okay. No, I, no I, I agree with you, and I'm going to take a little bit of a different spin because this is sort of the here's what I think. Um, I loved the character when they debuted it, and I was interested to see where it was going. And I really, I was intrigued by the possible infatuation with Kelly Kelly, and, and I kind of yeah. had this feeling it was going to go to where she basically destroys everybody but Kelly Kelly, and, and then when Kelly Kelly kind of shuns her, that's when she goes off and destroys Kelly Kelly. I honestly think this this whole uh, this whole pregnancy and everything that's happened with her is going to be a huge blessing in disguise. Because yeah. she's because she's a monster is what she did as Kong and Kanan on the Indies and, and how she was dealing with Karma. She never got a chance to talk. And when yeah. she ended up the when she got a chance to talk, I think that I have a feeling it's going to extend her career because I don't think she had a long shelf life with the character that WWE was giving her. And, and I have a feeling that she is a whole new world of opportunities been open to her in 12 months when she comes back. And I hope the WWE sticks with her. I hope every month or so we get... I don't don't think you have her go out there and do that if you're not going to stick with her. And the thing that, you know, you said you give her a chance to talk, uh, and you were talking, um, when Buggy was on, you were talking about how genuine and real she is. One of the things that that was great, and and one of the few things that I got out of that TNA house show was that they give away backstage passes like crazy. And, And of the people that were backstage, there were a lot, but... She is really is one of the sweetest people ever, and it's so like it's one of those things I love about about wrestling that I always find fa- fascinating. Is some of the worst heels, you know, the meanest people are some of the sweetest people out there. Um, and she is absolutely like she she's a very cool person, and so it was that that was very much sort of what you see out of her and her and her personality, like kind of who she is. She's so that you know, I agree with you too. I think that letting her talk um, is good. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to cut yeah, you. Yeah, no, and and it may not have been the plan, and who knows if she was ever going to talk. But I really think they're going to look. We're going to look back at this, you know, five years from now, when when she's just is, is huge, a huge character, and a money maker for the WWE, and and that's going to be the turning point, and it's going to have nothing to do with how she was booked or what they had planned for her. It's going to be real life situations that caused a turn in the road that went went on. For the better. So I, obviously she'll be back. Uh, like you said, they're willing to give her give her this year off, and they could have very easily. Well, I, I get. I take that back. They couldn't have very easily caught her and said, you know, we, we should have brought you on for this because they were just gotten destroyed media wise or something like that. But uh, I think it's a blessing in disguise, and I think it's going to be great for her and, and great for that, and hopefully great for women's wrestling and the WWE. It's been divas, and, and it's you know we all complain about the in ring action and. And they have an opportunity and a platform, whether or not they choose to take it, to bring in people and then try to develop a women's division over the course of the next year, even if it's only on one brand and, and on SmackDown or something, not the other. And then when she comes back, she might have a place where she can thrive. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, but they have the opportunity. You you can always hope, right? That's right. We can always hope. It's great to want things, as as I tell my children. 
But <laughs> uh, you don't know who's going to get them. And I spent all day yesterday building a, a swing set for them. But that's neither neither here nor there. Yeah. Oh. So, um, let's switch gears. What do you What do you want to talk about? We'll, we'll go with Patrick O'Dowd's choice. Uh, well, let's. Uh, I I want to first of all. Again, I, I want to let all of the people, or all six of the people that are listening, because I'm going to say we gained a listener. Um, no, well, well, there's 12 in the chat room. There's 12 oh, people doctor. in the chat room, so so we've got at least I, 12. But uh, but I'm always about the I'm always about the the undersell. So um, I do want to talk uh, a little bit about how I was right and you were not right um, about uh, who our next challenger for the world championship would be against Mr. John Cena. Um, and so if you could just please say over the air waves that I was correct. And that our truth is going you're, to be the next contender. I'd like to. I'd like to have you that out know there. your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Uh, I'm going to assume that one was targeted at you. As no, that was you, targeted at you trying to tell the host what oh. what's going on. And no, no, that's that's completely fine. It's funny. It's it's, it's I closed out of Skype, and so now this is a show with no host. So oh, hopefully no. the uh, yeah, hopefully the show is still happening. In the chat room. Well, we had a caller and he went away. So, caller, oh, no. caller, call back. We'll, we'll bring you on. We're, we're, we're big rooms between each other. And that's what we're going to do. Um, yeah. I'm gonna t- let me tell you what, because this is our technical difficulty show. And we'll always go down to the technical difficulty show. Um, Absolutely. The first one is the Again, tell us all why uh, why you were right and, and why you assumed that I was wrong. Because I'm not going to admit it just yet. Um, uh, and, and why I was tell right us all about why I used. So, so say that again. Why I was right and why no. I tell, tell us wrong. why you were right. What you were right about. What you said coming into the whole fair, thing because because they're not privy to those conversations. And I'm going to become all the right, host right. of the show again, according to Blog Talk Radio. And then maybe I'll eat some crow. All maybe. right, all right. So all right, you you go for it. I'll be right back. So in one of our many long arguments over what's going on with wrestling and what's going to happen next uh greg and i were going back and forth about who who's who's going to really sort of take over as the big heel and the go-between between now and for the summer you know and i and i think it's really just going to be a summer feud until until the late fall when hopefully the rock will start making a few more appearances and i had I had said point blank that um, one Mr. R-Truth was probably going to be the one who, through this whole I'm going to make a lot of noise and complain, will probably be the one to get the first real crack at Cena on a pay-per-view. Now, this was Sunday, and and at the time, uh, Greg was hoping for a a different contender, and I'll let him, uh, you know, acknowledge who that different contender he wanted to be was, Uh, and it argued with me that, you know, R-Truth was starting a feud with Rey Mysterio, and that may still be happening. Um, you know, it didn't pan out that way in on Raw this week, but um, I was very pleased then to see the video up um, right after Raw uh, showing the anonymous general manager, first of all, th- throughout the episode of Raw when R-Truth is going on and on over Cena, and I was like, oh, I'm right. Uh, and then the show ends, and we, we get the segment from uh, from WWE.com, say announcing that our truth will be taking on John Cena at the um, at the next pay per view. Now that is conditional upon Truth apologizing, which probably isn't going to happen. I, I, I would I would assume that in some way, shape, or form they're going to play that out a little bit more. But and that's why I'm not going to admit that, that you were right and I was wrong just yet because I don't know that's where they're going. I and it's weird. I, I, and, and I want to. 
I'm gonna. Uh, well, there's a couple things that, that I want to get at, and, and first thing being, um, are they? Are, are is he going to get a title shot? Is he not going to apologize? And is it going to further his whole conspiracy theory gimmick that he's been playing up, which I think is is great? Um, or is it going to lead to his title shot? And the other thing is is them them taping this video after Raw. Was that improvised and, and something that they did on the fly? Who knows? You know, I know. Well. I don't know that it was improvised. Uh, you know, I think it was pretty clear that the fan wasn't necessarily a fan, uh, or you know, or or was at least you know somebody paid to be there. Uh, so you know, it doesn't necessarily surprise. Like you know, every once in a while you get an after the show, and who knows, it may have been expected to be a part of the live show, and maybe they just there was a couple minutes over with sort of the mess with the technical difficulties, and it seemed like things were a little off in the start that may have set them a little bit behind. We don't know. Um, I will, I will acknowledge that there is a very strong possibility that our truth is absolutely not going to apologize next week, uh, and keep it up. Uh, I do think that this inevitably leads, I think this is John, I think it's going to be John Cena's summer feud. Um, and it may even be that our truth doesn't wrestle Cena for the title at this coming pay-per-view, but maybe he costs... Cena the match in some strange way where Cena's still the champ. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but it just yeah. again, it, it it was a radical departure from what we had talked about uh, right before. And so I, I still I still like feel I'm a little more right than you. Just, just I think you, you're probably going to be right in the end. I think what you said is spot on. I don't think that he's going to be the next challenger on pay per view, but they're going in that direction and they're building our truth up as, as a major summer feud. And I do think he, he's going to stay remain I think involved. Some, you know, at, at the latest SummerSlam is when we see that culminating. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, and, and I, I, and think, I think maybe what, what are they calling the July pay per view now? Uh, well, they've got well, we got well, we got Capital Punishment. And then do we have Money in the Bank? I don't even know the pay per view order. Yeah, at this well, point, and they but, and they change their pay per view names so much lately that you just don't know. So they do. So, but we yeah, are all right. We're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the phones, and this is our go to the phones music, by the way. So whenever we go to the phones, we're gonna do that. We've got caller in the five one two. So caller in five one two. What's your name? Where are you from? Caller in five one two. You are on the air. Hello. Yeah, Hello? caller. This is the Greg DeMarco show. Who's this? Hey, this is Michael Ornelas. Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome to the program. Mike, is hey. it Ornelas? Wow, I've been pronouncing it in my head wrong for the past few months, ever since you and I both joined 411 Mania. So, Michael Ornelas of 411mania.com, of course, uh, is, is is you're currently doing your BFF column, is that correct? That is correct. New one comes out tonight. Nice. Excellent. And then, of course, Michael, just so you guys know, he is the ultimate... Uh, fill-in person for 411 Mania. I don't know if it means he doesn't have a life or what, but whenever there's not someone available for, for buyer, seller, fact, or fiction, Michael is there within a heartbeat, and he's willing to jump in. And, and that's something that as somebody who writes one of those columns, I can tell you it's greatly appreciated. But but I don't know if you're calling in to talk about our truth or not, but one of our things, when, when callers call into the program, it's an open forum. So whatever you want to talk about, the floor is yours, Michael. So what you got? Um... No, I'll talk about our truth. I'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Excellent. So tell us about the our truth angle. Is, is how do you feel about his character, where it's at, and the possibility of him being the, the challenger for John Cena? 
don't know. Like my my main issue with R Truth is that I I don't buy him yet. Like I feel that they kind of they pushed him too hard too soon. I think they should have done sort of the the Cody Rhodes approach with them and you know change his character and withhold him from the main event for a little bit. Um, some might argue they did that with you know John Morris and Rey Mysterio and then John Cena, but I don't know. I still feel it's too soon. Uh, but that being said, I think he's doing a great job with it. So he does kind of seem like almost almost a feud whore, where he he hasn't finished off any of his feuds, and that's probably not really his fault. It's probably the booking's fault, but but more power to him. And, and who knows what he's going to end up doing it at Capital Punishment. But you do like his character thus far. You just don't think it's ready for ready for the wall title shot. Right. Yeah, and, I think and, I just... And, oh, go ahead. I think I just, you know, I've, I got used to him on SmackDown, you know, nothing more than a mid-carter, you know, for all those years. And then, you know, in TNA even, he didn't matter that much toward the end. And uh, it's just kind of... I've been sort of acclimated to not expecting looking to get behind him. And then when they do, it's kind of like... I don't really have faith in them to carry it through, nor do I, you know, I don't think he's the best option to be given a push right now, but he's making the most of it, and so I respect that for sure. Yeah, and I wonder if it's sort of a make-good push, too. Like, I wonder if it's, uh, you've been a part of this company in various ways for, for I mean, a, a, a serious amount of time now. I mean, he's, what, 39, something like that? Um, and he's, you know, when his time is E, he, in the E, he was, he's never really been that dude. So maybe the, I mean, maybe this is sort of the, the make good Mark Henry push. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, and it could develop over the course of a few months too. Like, like Greg mentioned earlier. Definitely. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with uh, you guys saying that he's going to be the summer feud for uh, John Cena. I do think he will, you know, I think he'll get a match. Uh, you know, he has a match at Capital Punishment. Um, and maybe at Money in the Bank, there will be like a multi-match match or something. But, you know, I, I, I definitely see the SummerSlam match being John Cena versus Alberto Del Rio. And not just because that's kind of what's rumored, but because I think Del Rio deserves that spot. That does make the most sense. The, the John Cena versus Alberto Del Rio feud does make the most sense. And it kind of explains why. Uh, Del Rio's trading water, trading water a little bit. I uh, unboldly predicted that Cena's next feud was going to be CM Punk, and that was obviously just wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> CM Punk is now. Del Rio is with you, dude. Well, it is with me and CM Punk because you know I'm a big CM Punk fan. So, as um, am I. So, so I know Michael, you you hosted last night with with Larry and and did a great job. Thank so, you. Uh, so, so so the, the form is now yours. What? You know, we're going to shift gears, and, and we're going to shift gears for you. What What do you want to talk about? What's What's on your mind in, in the world of wrestling? Because I got a whole list of things, but but I really want this to be. You know, when callers call in, and the floor is yours. Cool. Um, I don't know. Why don't we talk? Uh, let's see. I already talked about PWG last night. Um, oh, they they announced uh, Davy Richards versus Eddie Edwards today officially oh, for the next eye pay per view. Yeah, he just made Patrick O'Dowd a very happy man because he's been wanting to talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. How do you feel about the Say that again, Patrick. Huh? Who, who, I was like, who are you talking to? I'm talking to you, Patrick. I, you oh. said something. I want to make sure it gets uh, out there. Oh, no, I was just, I was, I was really excited that, like, it was funny because you had 
messaged me earlier in the day and you were like, oh, what are some things you want to talk about when that popped up? I was like, I think we've talked about back and forth about when they were going to pull the trigger on Richards and Edwards. And um, it was just good to see that that pop up because I, I, do, I do think that – I think we talked about – like. I wanted to see this happen sooner than a than a final battle. I thought that was too long, and maybe that maybe the TV deal is, has something to do with that. I'm not I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I'm actually quite pleased with that as an as an announced main event. I am I'm down with that. Yeah, I am too. And, and Michael, tell us what have you thought about the build? Because it's not your traditional build to a to a match. Uh, see, I think. Uh... I think this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg with this feud. I think that it'll – I personally feel that the uh, the first match will see one of them turn and they will have sort of a – some sort of feud involving Davy Richards either going back on his word that it's going to be his last title shot or, you know, something along those lines to maybe set up a final battle. But, I don't know, I see a turn and, you know – the face going over that final battle, and I think that it could be a very, very good feud. Um, as far as the build-up so far, it's you know it's sort of been the whole "I respect you, I don't want to uh, get in your way, I don't want to steal the spotlight from you," and that's sort of been you know for tag matches with the American Wolves for like the last year now. Whenever people start chanting Davy Richards, he's always pointing at Eddie, and I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's a very natural feud. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, and I think um, I think it's it's a very traditional. You know, we hear the term like I hear the term slow burn thrown thrown around a lot, and I think this is so far been a, a very very good example of a slow burn sort of feud. I absolutely agree with you. I think that this is the first of what will be multiple matches over over, over the course of time, and it and if that's where it goes and it culminates, in, you know, in a, in a in a blow off at final battle, I think that works a lot better. Um, and I think you know some people sort of get trapped into this idea that the you know the big the, the one big match has to be a final battle. Um, but if you you know if you do it in the sort of the way that you're describing, I think I think it works well. And like I said, definitive slow burn. Like it is it has been very subtle, and it, and I think it does start with their tag and the pointing at Eddie, and you know wh- which way they decide to to shift that I think is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. So now, Michael, in your opinion, and uh, I'll ask you two questions. First of all. So who wins the match at best in the world? Uh, uh, I actually wrote about it in, in the column going up tonight, but I sort of I don't want to pick a winner because I'd rather just – I don't want to put my stock in anyone. I'd rather just see where ROH wants to take us. But uh, I, I think I see Eddie Edwards retaining via heel turn or something like that. But who, who knows? I, I mean, they could very well have Davey win – and, you know, beat him down after the match and have Eddie be the face in the feud. But I, I, all I know is that I'm I'm thinking that there's going to be a turn. So we we will be the winners. <laughs> we will definitely be the winners. That is true. Right about that. And I think there will be a turn. Um, I'm and, – and we'll get Patrick's opinion in a second. I'm on – I think Eddie's going to win, um, and I think Davey's going to turn. I don't know if Davey's going to turn there or at the next show, but I think Davey turns heel, and I'm kind of excited – about Davey turning heel and actually getting to be the solo heel because his last heel run wasn't really solo. It was always part of a faction or part of a team. And and I think Davey could really 
carry the feet as a heel. And that's not a knock on Eddie, because I think Eddie could do it too. But, but my gut instinct, which is normally wrong, if anybody reads my column, can tell you, uh, is, is that Eddie wins and Davey turns heel. So, Patrick, what do you think? Well, it's it's interesting. I think I think this is probably... Like I think Davey will probably turn. That at least that's my my gun instinct. The one thing I will say though is I would really really think I'm really really intrigued with the idea of an Eddie Edwards heel turn. And I think one of the one of the sort of knocks that I've read from from people at different times is this this um, idea that Eddie is a little is a little bland sometimes. And I think that. It, I'd really like to see, you know, I think the American Wolves is really taking it up, but even within the American Wolves, like, Davey's sort of the passion, and Eddie, and Eddie's sort of the rock-steady guy, you know, and he, he took a, a serious bump, which really put him over the crowd in, in Boston um, a while back, and that's really what got him there. But even even still, I mean, he makes he cuts pretty good promos, he, he works well in the ring, uh, but I think that a heel term could be a nice little addition and spice and the thing about Davey is even as a face he's he's still a, a total badass like the guy still lays beat downs and I think you know it, it can be a credible tough guy face that that isn't that that baby that that necessarily you know you you have to see so uh my my head says Davey my heart says Eddie to be honest as far as what it is and I think I think Eddie does win I think he does retain Regardless, and I'm glad you said that out. about Eddie Edwards being bland. The, the, I mean, his name is bland. His, his, if, if that was his real name, and I doubt it is, he's one of the few guys who don't know his own name. But his name should be Edward Edwards. So I mean, his name right there is just one of the most bland names that you could ever have. And he has been the diehard hard worker. He got over by working through injuries. And and I do think that I would love to see an Eddie Edwards heel turn. I don't, like I said, I'm not predicting it, but I agree with you because. The promo that he cut right after he beat Roderick Strong, and there was when at that point, and it's just back in the the column that took place right after that. When he cut that promo, it was like a one minute long thing. It was part of Video Wire, which is Eddie Edwards. When he said, when he basically looked at the camera, and he's like, Roderick, I told you I was coming for this belt, and I told you I was going to take it. That to me showed me that that Eddie Edwards could carry some things as a heel. So I, even if it's not right now. I do hope he gets a chance and, and, and gets that chance to shine because I think, you know, I think going with Eddie Edwards, I think he's got a ton of untapped potential, possibly more than, than a lot of the roster. So what do you, what do you think about that, that possibility there, Michael? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the idea of an Eddie heel turn. I think, uh, I think, well, it's kind of hard. You know, with Ring of Honor fans, they'll turn whoever they want to be the face yeah. as the face, even if they're working face or heel. Um and I think at this point it's it's getting to the point where they're kind of viewed as being on equal ground. Maybe Davey just a step ahead of Eddie, but I think it'll be a hard choice for the fans to pick. But uh, yeah, dude, I think I think Eddie would carry uh, the heel part of a feud really well. Yeah, that concerns me as well. I'm glad you brought that up because you know so many Ring of Honor champions have been turned heel by the fans, and the fans have turned on them and. And, and Eddie wouldn't be that case. They'd be turning him heel, but but I worry about that. It's another Ring of Honor champion turning heel during his his title reign. Um, but do yeah. you think, given that, uh, you think it's still worth it to do it, even even though that factor is out there? Um, I don't know. I, I think every single champion is its own case, and you know I, I definitely understand the, the idea of if you book too many champions, name, you know, it's it's. Not a good thing, um, and I think isn't uh, Jerry Lynn the last pure face like throughout the entire yeah. run that they've had? Yeah, so yeah, be, be I mean, yeah, I, yeah, Jerry was face. 
Yeah, so I think it, I think it's about time that they have a pure face champion. But if they turn Eddie heel and maybe have Davey beat him somehow, I don't know. I, I I don't see that combination happening. I think if there's a turn, then Eddie retains. But uh, you know, if that happens, people are going to be behind Davey Richards and could have the you know the quest for the rematch from Eddie Edwards. But you know, the money's on the face chasing. So you I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought oh. that up. No, you go, go. Well, one of the one of the points, in, and you've complained about the 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 sort of the face turning heel uh, thing that's happened a lot with the ROH champ. I will say that I think it comes down really to again the story they tell. Like if you tell a good story, nobody's going to care. Um, yeah. And, and, and I think that that's really what's what's important with that. And I think that so far, you know, th- this hasn't missed a step yet. And, and that's yeah, it's telling a good story. And the story is so important because they're they're having their new TV show, which debuts in September. And, and I do think there is a lot of money, and in, in, even though I'm not predicting it, you know, the other way, in Davy Richards, the face chasing Eddie Edwards as the TV show ramps up. Because as as much as I think, um, you know, Eddie's a great face champion, and Davy would be a great heel. I almost think Davy might be the better chasing face challenger, uh, for lack of a better term on that and could be the best way to go for the new show. I know a lot of people are thinking that David's going to take it just because of the new show, but but I think that feud should play out and not take place before the new show debuts. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah. Um, I actually have a couple questions on this topic. Like I want to get your opinion. What sure. do you think? Uh, what do you think the likeliness of has never done this? What do you think the likeliness of them sort of trading the belt back and forth a couple times? Like, you know, there's still only been two-time champion, but we could very well see Davey take it, Eddie win the rematch, and then have Davey chase the final battle. Um, I'll be honest with you. I would, and this is going to maybe even surprise some people, I'd be all for it with this feud. Um, I, I would be, I would like to, to hope that there would be a couple of challengers in between, and it's not a WWE-style feud where it's the only two guys chasing after yeah, the belt, yeah. but I would love to see where, where both guys also have some successful defenses in there. And it really elevates both of them as the two best wrestlers on the roster. And maybe that's kind of what they do with the best in the world. They really kick it off where, where maybe the underlying tone is that these two guys are the best in the world. And, and it sets yeah. the stage for that. But but I would be, you know, at this point with Ring of Honor being a TV product and maybe someday going to a more traditional, you know, using TV to build pay-per-view model, I think it has to be considered. And I think if, if there were two guys that I'd love to see them do it with, it would have been, you know, a year and a half ago, it would have been Aries and Strong, and, and now I would say Richards and Edwards are a great combo to do it with. So I haven't considered it until you brought it up, so I'm glad you did. And I love the idea. What do you think, Patrick? Well, yeah, you basically said everything I wanted to say there, Jerk. Um, no, yeah, I, 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 I would agree. <laughs> I think that I think that a few like that, you know, you, you'd mentioned this whole, like, Eddie's like a half-step behind thing earlier. I think that completely... L, you know, if they were to trade back and forth, and it was really shown that any time these two step into the ring, it's going to be a great match in which either one of them could come out of uh, come out the winner, and it not be a cheap victory or something like that. I think that they both do come out elevated afterwards, you know, regardless of where the belt falls. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, and, and again, a, a successful feud. That's that's what you've done. Both guys come out and they're in a better place than when they started. Yeah. Like I, I personally think. You let Davey win at this one, at the best in the world. Have Eddie maybe snap, you know, go full out heel, try and win it back, and he does maybe even on the first episode of TV. 
Um, you know, that certainly kick it off with a bang. And then you have, you have Eddie dominate winning via heel tactics towards a bunch of guys. And then you, you finally have that last one-on-one encounter. And then, and then you have Davey go over and give him that, you know, that sort of a long run that everyone was sort of expecting him to have this year after final battle last year. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot of ability there. Yeah. And then, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just say yeah. No, no, go ahead. I know you had absolutely. I know you had more questions planned, so so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and what do you think? What would you think? I guess of the idea of the inclusion of a manager for one of the guys. I don't know who, but just, yeah. Oh, um, I I love managers, and I, I I love when managers are necessary. And it's funny because in Ring of Honor, I actually think there's there's too many, and. and Patrick can tell you this. I'm I've been a proponent of Mike Bennett dropping Brutal Bob because I think Bennett stands well on his own. I don't oh, think no. either guy. Brutal is Bob's going to be at the I pay per view. You read that. Read those. Oh, I know lines. he is. I know <laughs> he is. Like I said, I I thought Brutal Bob should be turned face and should actually be the trainer gimmick and be given some of the younger guys to work with. That's a whole whole other discussion. I don't think this feud needs a manager. I think both guys are strong. I think both guys are strong promo wise. I think Eddie Edwards. Is is underrated as a promo guy, and I've seen those flashes, and I think yeah. Delirious can, can sort of bring that out because we know how great Delirious is with with character development. Um, I don't think it's needed, and I would I don't want to see like you know Truth Martini show up and be the reason that Andy Edwards or Davey Richards turn heel. I want the athletic competition that takes place in the ring and the frustration over winning the belt, losing the belt, or not being able to win the belt to be the reason that one of those guys turns heel and nothing else because that's what Ring of Honor is about. Ring of Honor is about the in-ring competition and about the athleticism, and that's why I want to see somebody turn heel. I don't want a manager. I don't think they need a manager, so so I'm hopefully not shooting down what you were thinking, but no, I, I would not want to see the inclusion of the manager. And that's kind of my gut reaction on that question. I would say no manager for this one. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say that I don't know that there's a manager currently in the roster that I think that actually fits with either one of them. And that's, you know, and and for a lot of the reasons that, that Greg threw out there. But, you know, when I look around at sort of who who's there, um, you know, short of, you know, my favorite manager out of, out of the ROH group of all time has always been Nana. Short of Nana doing something crazy, which he's got his own thing going on. I really wouldn't want anybody to touch it, uh, and I think that I think that it could work. I, I, you know, I think that it's going to work fine. I think that it, you know, with the right kind of manager, maybe, uh, but I don't know that there's anybody that I that I see currently with ROH that would that would be a fit. Was there somebody in mind that you you maybe had thought of? Oh no, I, I honestly I don't really see the need for a manager. It's just more for a discussion because I know they kind of sure. they did that with Roderick Strong, so. Yeah, yeah Roderick Strong needed it, as we all know. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And because mm. I'm, I'm, I try to be transparent and, and admit when I'm wrong, packing and I am now the biggest hypocrite in the world. Pat, do you remember what I said about a year ago about the embassy? Uh, no, actually, I I do not care about you enough to remember that. <laughs> I said that, that the best thing they could do with the embassy is to make Eddie Edwards the crown jewel of the embassy. Oh, and go yeah. Go for as his manager. I yeah. said that. I didn't have a forum <laughs> I to say that, but I would have said that. I was the biggest proponent of Eddie Edwards as the crown jewel of, of the embassy, and I was 100% wrong because, like I said, I think Eddie Edwards is one of the more underrated promo guys, and I'm glad I was wrong because I've become one of the biggest Eddie Edwards supporters 
Patrick had me trumped. He was an Eddie Edwards supporter long before I ever was. Yeah, his, his, de- his debut against his debut against Aries was was good. Like I was there for that show, and, and I, I, I just he, he had like like you could see he had a little bit of work to do, but you could see that he he was gonna do well. And it's funny because I've been I've been sort of going through some old ROH uh, DVDs and things and things that I sort of miss. And at one point, um, actually, you know, speaking of tag teams, I miss him and Jason Blade. Uh, and I thought that they were a lot of fun together. It was too bla- too bad that Blade didn't didn't pan out um, too much longer after after they teamed up because uh, they both looked like they had something. But yeah, and, and part of that, you know, him looking good was Aries helping him along a little bit as well. But you can just see that even then. You know, and that was what two, three years ago now. Um, that, that he could do some good things if they could just continue to book him. Because I mean, he started as a as a New England area guy that they just they had for the New England, and then they they kept him on. And he really, I think, made his experience and made himself a a good fit for for that company. And you know, I, again, I I'm so happy that he is where he is, and that I that I that I can say that I was there when he you know started with Ring of Honor. Anyway, and that, that that was you know the first time the, the first time he did a match there, I, I got to see it live. Yeah. So now, Michael, before we before before we let you go, was there anything else that you had had on your on your agenda before we let you talk a little about your column? Uh, no, it was pretty much just going to be a cheap plug. <laughs> no, that's fair. I, I want I want former Romania writers to call in and cheap plug their columns. I'm I'm all about that in, in my in, in my podcast, and I hope that someday this podcast grows to where the cheap plug is actually a benefit to people, which it may not be right now. So, so I know it's going up tonight. So, so tell the people who are still with us on board here, uh, tell tell us what tell them what you're going to deliver tonight. Well, tonight the and it is my we're having the BFF and News Talk Brotacular. And it is my shameless attempt to become Broski of the Week next week, including my submission to Zack Ryder for that title. Um, and, yeah, we talk about, you know, China, karma, uh, this Ring of Honor title match coming up, Kurt Angle's possible reality show. Uh, obviously, our superstar highlight for the breakdown is Zack Ryder. And... Uh, yeah. I, oh, and we introduced our new uh, feedback section, which I think is one of the more unique ways I've seen feedback done. So hopefully you guys will check that out and leave some feedback, and we'll include it next week. So, well, you know how yeah. I feel about the feedback section with, with my column, so I definitely, <laughs> definitely look forward to it. I will check it out tonight, and I look forward to it. So thank you for calling in, man. We'll check out your column tonight, and we'll talk to you again soon, all right? All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. All right, Michael. Have a good one. So is that I don't the think there's any other way I could, I could go with him. So yeah. I, he had to get the awesome one for that. That there was you go. that was good stuff. Then you got to talk about your topic. I know, and I did, and I, I didn't t- follow up with you after that. But that did make the list. The Eddie Edwards versus David Richards. I mean, like I wouldn't add a Ring of Honor match to the list. Well, you are, you know, the biggest so. Ring of Honor fan ever, apparently. Apparently so, and and, and I admitted that I was wrong. And, and I will do that. I do want to change gears real quick and, and ask you something that, that you have a little bit of, of background in, way more than me, and that's the announcement today of, of, of THQ's rebranding 
of SmackDown versus Raw into <laughs> WWE 12. And, yeah. and following kind of the Madden model, which is obviously Madden's not the only one who does that with, with Tiger Woods and NCAA and all that stuff. Um, first of all, uh, um, I'll just go right into the, the big thing that jumped into my mind. Does this change the WWE standing in the mainstream video world? They are now part of the, the, the yearly themed uh, video games. Does it change what? I'm sorry. Does it change kind of their perception in the video game world? Now that they're good enough to be WWE 12 and and so on down the years, uh, I don't know that it necessarily. Cha- I mean, they they've basically been doing the WWE video game through the years. It was just SmackDown versus Raw. I think the you know the the answer that, or the reason that was given for the name change, which is actually you know one of the things that you hear people comment on a lot about, is that right now that the product there's so much blending of the two shows that that, that it doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and you, you know you even look now. Um, the SmackDown versus Raw pay per view, and, and of course the name's going to elude me right now because I, you know, I never bragging bought rights. that paper. Bragging rights. That that that, that pay per view like that's going away. So you know, yeah, even the E is, sort, you know, and and so oh, even the E is is really recognizing that you know there is there there are these two separate brands. Um, and they bust out the competition every once in a while. Like you see it. Like I think if you know if Survivor Series can continue to hang on. And I'm begging for Survivor Series to continue to hang on. I think that's a good place for the the SmackDown versus Raw sort of match. Uh, it just it seems like a logical fit to me. Uh, but you know their their comment was is that there's really a lot of bleeding and there's not re- uh, between the two brands anyway. So what's the point of having a SmackDown versus Raw game? Why not just call it WWE whatever? And I think. You know, you're still gonna, you're probably still gonna have a lot of the features that you know. I haven't really read too much on what THQ is gonna do. I did read the the comment uh, or the, the 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 news news item today that they were changing the name. Uh, I think it actually fits much more into Vince McMahon's overall entertainment vision. Like this just seems like the sort of thing he can be like, we're like Madden now, and this is another aspect that we've got video games and we do movies and we, you know, professional wrestling is a part of it, and that it, it sort of fits under that big umbrella. Um, but in like the land of video games, does it mean that they they made it? Um, you know, I think they they already feel like they have. Uh, you know, SmackDown versus Raw does fairly well. Um, they've really, you know, they've they've taken on a lot of the models that a lot of these sports games have of trying to be creative and you know and develop some new features. Some of them work out great. Some of them are less exciting. Uh, I was never a big fan of the whole tag team focused one, just because. Speaking of things that are kind of a lie about the product, tag team wrestling is not a big focus of, of the WWE. So why make a video game that focuses on something they're not? Um, but uh, no, I think uh, you know on the whole, it was. Uh, I, I read it and I kind of went, "Huh." It took me a second with the way the poster was like WWE 12. If they made 12 video games, and I was like, "Oh yeah, 2012." I'm stupid. Uh, but uh, you know, I you know, is it going to make me like? There's not. It's not going to make me line up. I think it's going to get the sort of the equivalent of maybe the NCAA basketball game reception or something. Like, I don't think, you know, it's going to be like this big holiday like Madden seems to have grown into. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's cosmetic, and it, it is more in keeping with what they actually put on television. I think you'll still have a SmackDown show. I still think you'll have a brand show or a, a Raw show. And I think, you know, when you, you do the little storyline paths and all that fun stuff, you'll be in a brand. And even in those, you switch brands like all the time. So, um, you know, I think that, I think it just makes more sense for what they do these days. 
Actually, if our college haven't figured it out, I'll, I'll just make sure Windows. I don't play video games, so I know nothing when it comes to video games. I have a Wii, and that's pretty much it. it and so that's why, whenever there's video game questions, I will always defer to what Patrick says. And, and what, what everything that he you said, it seems, seems logical to me and makes sense. And what I'm interested <laughs> to hear about in the future, when you have a chance to, to further evaluate the game, is, is if there are any changes, and if it does have, kind of have the same feel of the other year-long series. So, so you're telling so, me I but, actually got a... You actually, you tell me I actually got to play this game at some point. Maybe I. Shenanigans, man. I don't know. I, I, I would say I will leave that to anybody who like. I, I tend not to buy wrestling games because one of the problems I have with the wrestling game is that I get bored with them very quickly. Once you, once you win the world title, which is very easy to do usually, uh, I'm kind, I'm kind of done. I'm like, okay, yeah, there, there's my pseudo Christopher Daniels looking character because for those of you who don't know, Christopher Daniels is my favorite wrestler, so I always draft him to the E right away. Um. Daniels wins the world heavyweight title over the big show with a body slam and, you know, a gorilla press slam, which is impossible. Um, and then it hits him with the BME and that's, and that's all she wrote. Um, and, and so, well, can you, can so, you have Daniels come out and, and cut promos about slamming a 4,982 pound giant? No, I keep waiting very patiently for the, the, the pro they've always had a sort of franchise mode, um, where you can be like the general manager of one of the shows, and I, I actually like that because it, it lets you do like some pseudo fantasy booking. Um, but again, I get tired of it, and you can't actually write. Like the last time I played one, you couldn't write promos for a character you created. You had to choose a really generic voice, that, and none of them ever seemed to fit what I wanted them. To, like even though, and you know, I know Christopher Daniels isn't recorded there. Um, nobody even sounds remotely like him, uh, and, and he cuts bad promos and you have to choose between options which are either shake hands with the dude that talks to you or hit him with a chair and start a feud. So, um, Hopefully they'll make some improvements on that. But I'm yeah, going to table know, the video game is, discussion. What's that? I'm going to table the video game. I'm gonna di- we're going to move on from the video game discussion because... Oh, we got another caller. We got another caller and it's a very exciting caller. Uh, one of my favorite people. That's Formula One Mania guy I was talking about earlier. Guy who... who who I claim has naked photos of me. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring <laughs> on the air uh, uh, one of the great writers at, at 411, the guy I read long before I ever became a writer for 411, and that is, of course, Steve Cook. Welcome to the program, Mr. Cook. Hi, Steve. Hello, Greg. Hello, Patrick. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I've been listening to your show tonight. I missed about a half hour of it because I was talking to Jeff Eubanks on the phone, former 411 writer. Uh, we were talking about random assorted topics. Um, I might hit that back on that in a minute. As far as your show goes, I like what I've heard. It was a little tough at first uh, with all the technical difficulties, like it was this week's Raw or something. I, I guess Greg was like Archer run around the building and nobody could hear what he was saying. He um, kept throwing he, Larry Malcolm merchandise all over the place. I'm glad that you got our tribute to Raw that we did it in the show. No, basically, uh, Skype can go to hell is, is what I feel like. Because <laughs> I did that on That's Skype a- and... and I bought a brand new headset for it and everything, and this guy can go to hell because now I'm on my cell phone and and people can hear me just fine. So I wish I could say it was a tribute to Raw and our truth, but uh, that's that's not what's up. So you should say that though. But I, uh, you never let people know you was, make mistakes, Greg. Rule number one: don't let them know you're making a mistake. You just let them think that yeah, we're doing this, even though you didn't mean to do it. You don't tell people. No, I know. Follow. It's like four one rule number one. I we never own a mistake. I, I make my pure, own pure amateurism, dude. Just pure amateurism. Like honestly, no, the, first thing, the first thing Ashley's told me was don't admit a mistake, and I was like, okay, whatever. 
<laughs> no, you can definitely definitely make the mistake. I I don't care less about that. I think that's one of the charms of of both this show and and, and when I write for for four one one. So uh, so so tell us what you're bringing in. Tell tell us you know our thing with Colin is bringing whatever you want to bring in. Yeah, the show the show picked up later though. I thought when a uh, buggy came on, business picked up a little bit. That brought a little bit of excitement to it. And I think the people in the chat room really liked that. So well, thank yeah, you yeah. for that. And um, yeah, that should be no surprise to anybody that people were excited when Buggy showed up. Right. Well, I was excited. I know that. But anyway, she did I, I've never spoken with her over the phone. I've, I've spoken really? with her uh, via email and that sort of thing. And and when I brought her into the column, um, she was suggested to me because of the wrestling circles in Arizona. Somebody suggested her as a friend of mine on on Facebook, which is, you'll never find my Facebook account for Greg DeMarco. And uh and, and became friends with her and said, Hey, you know, I can call him and, and she sent back and she was like, Oh, you know, I you know, put me out there and so we put her out there and, and it's been great ever since. So Buggy is and, and, and Buggy's excited about, about the opportunities and she gained uh a lot of followers thanks to thanks to Full One on Mania in my column and, and now she made it into the Hot One Hundred. Oh, and I'd like you think she wouldn't have if it wasn't stop, so. Stop. What's, what, you're hurting your arm there with patting your ass on the back. Seriously, dude? What's going on? <laughs> this is all me. I made Buggy's career. I'm so great. Come on. You sounds like know your damn role <laughs> and shut your damn mouth. Hey, I reserve the I'm right the to rip on the host. <laughs> you do reserve the right. And, and you know I want you to do that. And that's what this show's all about. So, so I'm glad you liked it so far. Um, That's what I was so, so what you think of the next? So, so what did you think of the next segment after that one, Steve? Uh, I think that that one, uh, Jeff Eubanks called me, and I was talking to him for a half hour. So I don't know what happened after oh, okay. that. No problem. <laughs> so what did you and Jeff talk about? Uh, well, we talked about chicks for a while. He was upset because the, uh, the the bottom 50 of the Hot 100 was not to his liking. So I told him, Jeff, it's the bottom 50. And uh, say you're, 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 a, you're a homosexual anyway, so what? <laughs> anyway, so I don't know what the, I don't know what he was expecting to get turned on or something. Maybe that's why know. he was upset with it. Uh, you know, he was he was alone. He had a bottle of wine. He was clicking on picture. Like we don't know. You know what my you what my fans is asking? <laughs> what my fans is asking when I do do the Hot 100 for men? So uh, I don't think that'll be in the work. But hey, if enough people ask for it, we'll get somebody to work on it, right? Can you write it? I mean, he can come back and write uh, that, couldn't he? Uh, sure, him and uh, Tony Acero could probably work on that together, I guess. I hear they like to hang out in West Hollywood. So, Whoa. But that's just speculation. <laughs> that's what this but show's what all about. That's what we do this in the show IWC. is speculation. That's right. That's what we do in the IWC. We speculate, and, and we call it news. Absolutely. And Absolutely. And I have no problem uh, calling us out for that. We can tie together a topic because I heard I did kind of hear you guys talking about the ROH stuff, and one of the people we talked about actually was uh, Colt Cabana because Colt's big on the NWA Hollywood show that's on out in the West Coast and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Jeff was talking about how he didn't really he didn't really think of Colt Cabana as kind of a main event type guy because he's not really a big comedy wrestling fan. And I was, I guess I'll ask you guys where you come out on Colt Cabana as far as can he be a main event act as a basically comedy wrestler. I mean, when he's tried to be serious before, and I say this as a big Colt fan. I like Colt a lot. I've met him before. Good guy. But he's just not really good at the serious stuff. That's not really him. So I ask you guys um, well, if you think I'll, he can I'll do that. kind of say the same thing. I'm, I'm a huge Colt Cabana fan and have been since the very first time I ever saw him, which was 
him challenging Samoa Joe at Death Before Dishonor 3 for the pure title. I just want to clarify, when you say can Colt Cabana be a main event guy, are you talking about a WWE main event guy or are you talking about a Ring of Honor main event guy? Uh, I think he was going. I think he was going for Ring of Honor, but I think we kind of know that he's out of the question at this point. Okay, no problem. I think problem. I'll answer it as as a Ring of Honor main event guy. Um, I would say that most absolutely yes, Colcabana can be a main event guy for Ring of Honor, not as a comedy guy. Um, but but Colcabana has shown that he's not all comedy. I look at the, obviously you're going to point to the Homicide feud, uh, and he had elements of it with the Steve Carino feud as well as his teaming with El Generico. Uh, in, in the feud, uh, and, and I look back, and, and Patrick will remember this, the, the Phoenix shows that Ring of Honor did, they had a match against the American Wolves that is a very underrated match, and, and they did a phenomenal job. They won that Yeah, match. I remember that. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and Colt Cabana, right? for me, say that again? It was on one of your Phoenix shows, right? It was. It yeah, was on one of the Phoenix shows. Yeah. It was on, on the second yeah. On the that. second yeah. day, and it was a great match. I think a match that we were surprised about. It was late in the card, but you were surprised, and, and we were surprised that, that uh, I just think it's, when you look at the card, you didn't look as that as, as the match that's going to deliver. And it was, it, I think those two shows are some of the best booking that, that Adam Pierce did. I'm probably very biased, and that's fine. Um, but I think Cole Cabana <laughs> can be a great main event act, and I think something that he brings to the table. And I look back, and, and they did this with Nigel. Gabe did this with Nigel McGuinness. Uh, Gabe's the boast, and he did it with Brian Danielson. Is there were the times where they put the world champion very early in the card, beat a non-title match. Uh, Danielson even opened the card against Jack Evans. Nigel opened a card once as well. And Cabana, as a main event guy, can also spice up the, the undercard by doing something different, going back into comedy or, or something like that. The, the thing that I question is, is what does Colt Cabana want to do? Does he want to be the serious main eventer? Or is he happy with what he's doing now and being the comedy guy and focusing on the European style and, and wrestling and, and opponents of all these different styles? Because I get the sense that's where he wants to be. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I mean, from what I know of the guy, that's kind of what he likes to do. And I don't think the serious thing is really his bag. I mean... He got the end of the NWA World Title not too long ago, and then he dropped it not too long afterwards, which I think uh, NWA Hollywood wasn't too happy about. But that might be some, something to ask somebody else about. But uh, yeah, I was just kind of wondering what you guys thought on the topic, and uh, I think I'll go on, go on off, and plug my top fifty that's to, that's today up on the four on one right now. Before, before speak. you do that, though, I want uh, before oh. you before you plug your column, and I'm definitely going to make sure oh. you do that. Um, I, I want to know what, what, what my co-host Patrick thinks about Cole Cabana and, and being a main eventer. Oh, but you guys are doing such a good job. Um, no, I, uh, I I really can't argue too much. Uh, the one thing I will say, I actually didn't, I, I actually didn't mind the Homicide feud. Like, I think that it was an interesting, you know, attempt at a new direction for him. Uh, one of my favorite sort of feuds that, that he had in ROH that was another one of those where he sort of, not necessarily went completely serious, but like sort of had one of those like aha moments where he's like, I needed to work on my game was when he feuded with Nigel McGuinness, um, back when they were at that pure title sort of level, um, and going back and forth over that. And I thought that that was one of those, like Colt was sort of the fun loving guy. He was getting taken to task by Nigel. And then he was like, well, listen, I gotta, I gotta get better. And and took it, you know, went to Europe. And that's when he really started to adopt that European style. Um, I think that, 
you know, as far as, as the main event goes, I think absolutely if he wants to be up there and, and that's a direction he wants to be, he could do it. Um, I think he could still keep the elements of comedy. I think that, the, you know, about the only thing that I get really annoyed out of out of Colt Cabana with that, that I just I wish he would drop is the flying asshole. Like, you know, when it when it comes to a lot of the other stuff that he does when he works, like, I think that, you know, he works a, a very good a good style. Chris Pilot's different um, than, than what uh, a lot of the, the, the indie guys, the indie guys do. Um, and it is very unique to, to him. And, you know, I think you can, I think that it's okay to have fun. I think that he works as, as a face guy purely and that, you know, he, he, um, he could be a, like, I could see him as a face champ down the road. Um, you know, at some point, I think that he can he can find a he can find a good balance when he wants to. No, I agree, and and, and two things just for just for consistency's sake. Number one, Pat Patrick and I both believe that the WWE kind of screwed uh, the whole thing with Colt oh, We both yes. thought that he, he had some great opportunities uh, mm-hmm. to do very well there, and and, uh, and you know what? I had another point I was going to make that I was just going to make fun of you, Patrick, and I completely forgot. So that shows you oh, how important you are. Well, that's because I'm smarter than you. <laughs> yeah, you you just go ahead and think that. No, that's fine. Um, no, I I I love the fact you brought up Colt Cabana because I'm a huge fan. So we got the Hot 100, Steve. So so tell us about the Hot 100 and what's coming up next, and and what we can expect from you. And of course, we've got news from news from Cook's Corner as well. So yes, one more cold thing that I forgot to mention is that uh, you saw the Over the Limit where uh, Randy Orton busted out the uh, what, was it over? Is the paper? Uh, now I forget the match. Damn it. There's a match where Randy Orton used the uh, the uh, Billy Goat's curse. Yeah, 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 he did. Was that yeah. was that over limit with Kristen? Yeah, yeah, I think it that was. was. Awesome. I'm, I totally marked out for that because it showed that probably Orton was hanging out with Punk and watching Cabana matches or something. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot of little cool. things that sh- the ROH things that show up in the WWE make me smile so many times. Like the Billy Goat's curse one, and then. Seeing more and more of um, Daniel Bryan getting to do some of the stuff that he did at our like that, that the surfboard has become a thing, and that this week on uh, on SmackDown he did the the knees where he smashed the knees out. Oh, makes my day. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about. We'll, I'm actually I'll put that down as our next topic because you know how happy I am about that feud. But but let's go to the Hot 100, Steve. What tell us about it? The Hot 100. Okay, yesterday we had number 51 through 100 as part of the news from Cook's Corner where. It, I didn't have a lot of news this week because I was kind of lazy, but that happens sometimes. And now I know with Stephen Randall, my Monday, uh, my Monday uh, uh, co-conspirator feels like I can find a word to describe him. Co-worker, yeah, something like that. Anyway, now Randall feels, and it, it doesn't feel too good. Anyway, work kind of today. Work though, kind of implies getting paid there, buddy. Yeah, today we got the one through fifty, which has the top fifty. I mean. And let's read the description that somebody else typed up for me because I didn't type it up myself. Um, what does it say? It says, was Maurice able to enjoy a second year in a row as number one, or did Velvet Sky catch up to her? Which Bella Twin ranks higher? Who is hotter, Kelly Kelly or Madison Reina? 4-1 Steve Cook finishes the early list of the 100 hottest women in wrestling with number 50 through number one. Good job, whoever typed that. I didn't do it. So, But, yeah, you can check it out right now. And uh, have fun. no, I'm I'm. Can we can we reveal who number one is? Uh, let's have. Oh, the people why are you trying? Why are you trying to take away hits from the man? Why? Why are you? Let's have the that? people rate it. Well, we have the people rate okay, it, I'll... and then they can listen to our podcast on Thursday, and I'll talk about it there too. See, Greg, that's how you okay, do it. I'll things. tell you. I'll tell you that. I'll do this for you. Um, I, I have good call on number thirteen. 
That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, because I I love number thirteen, as you probably know. And, uh, mm. and I probably know who that is. You know, mm. no, 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 it's not who you're thinking of. No, who you're really? thinking of. I have a feeling who you're thinking of might have been in the in, in the other half of the. Of the yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember because I where did where did rain fall? Do you remember? Rain is number twenty nine. Twenty six. I moved her up. She's twenty six. She was number five last oh, year, damn. but uh, the, well, what happened? To, she she's not on TV anymore. Last year she's on TV yeah. all the time with the AAA and the resolutions and all that, and now yeah. she's not on TV. So she needs uh, to get back on TV so she can get back towards the top. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Lacey needs I'm to start wrestling, too. <laughs> Say that again? Lacey needs to start wrestling again, too, so I can put her somewhere else other than 100. Nah. <laughs> yeah, well, she's a great way to she's a great way to kick off the Hot 100, though, and and I haven't revealed. Sure. You know, I've got the uh, the versus Summer League coming up, and I haven't revealed what the second half of the versus Summer League is going to be yet. But uh, Lacey will make an appearance in in the second half of the of the versus Summer League. Nice. I can promise Love that. Love me some Lacey. Good stuff. Lovely Lacey. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, Steve, thank you for for calling in. I'm actually in the midst of more technical difficulties as my my browser just went completely ape crap on me, and, and now I have no browser and no switchboard. Oh, my God. All right. Dude. Oh, so, you, so you hang up, Steve, and I'm sure you'll go away, and, uh, and and it'll hang up, and hopefully the show will continue on. Peace. <laughs> Later, man. All right, Steve Cook. I, I would normally give him the I'm the Miz, and I'm awesome, but I don't know literally what something happened, and... And, and there's a spyware firewall thing that's trying to take over my computer right now, and I know it's oh. spam, and it's driving me crazy. Because oh, I love it where the, where the whole like message bar comes or the the little load bar shows up, and it says you found like it's seven exactly million infected yeah. files. Your computer is dying, Greg. Oh no! It is. It's dying right as, as everyone listens to listens to our program, and 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 it's not nothing is. There's no browser that's willing to work right uh, now. I like will, I will say there. this has been this has been quite an experience. The 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 podcast, the podcast shenanigans. But but you know I think we've learned a lot. Um, and that we is that one that you can't handle computers. Um, that seems to be a big thing, and that Skype is dumb. Uh, Skype sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I can handle computers. It's, it's yeah. Well, I'm not even gonna defend myself at this point since right now yeah, my I, computer is laughing at me. <laughs> Well, you know, does that does that little British lady tell us when we're almost done? Uh, no. uh, she will tell us when we're almost done, and I am, I am now uh, actually being able to log in. There so you go. Just, uh, we'll just keep so, talking, and this this show is, so, is well. And is so while you're doing that, I do, I you know, I know you want to talk about uh, Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan. Um, I did want to, in, in one of the other little bullets I had, where if you were going to make me um, basically discuss, I did want to note how um, filibuster. It, well, I know everybody everybody knows this already, but uh, how stupid Hulk Hogan can be sometimes. Um, and I don't know if you saw this, but like some of the twitters that he that he had posted um, just today. I have I not, think. so go for it. Well, he puts up. It's really funny because he puts up one where he uh, and, I, and I'm trying to remember the first one, but he criticizes um, somebody or other. But then he turns around and he defends Brian Nobbs. Um, because apparently Brian Knobs said some some not he I, I apparently made fun of Savage being dead, and, and Hogan sort of put it off as this like oh well, he just jokes around and, and that's just who he is, 
And, and you know, it's it just it reminds me of how sad it is that you will get the back of your boys, even when you know the guy is clearly wrong. Uh, and just what is wrong with 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 this man? The man, yeah, is it dementia? Um, and why is he allowed to post on on Twitter? Because I don't I don't get it. Uh, and, and for every decent thing he writes, like to write something really really nice about Savage and then defend a dude who may have been joking and maybe it was, but seriously in poor taste. Um, what WTF? Well, to give and, you to, to give you the background, I've read and, and I'll give credit to ProWrestling.net because this is where. It was reported, but what happened was Sean Waltman just opened up a website, realxpoc.com. It's basically a blog, and he told yeah. a story. His first story was that he was at a function, I believe in Florida, and, and right out, like, I think the day that Macho Man died or the day after, it was, it was yeah. an autograph signing. And Brian Knobs walked in and, and basically grabbed his chest and, like, faked a heart attack and started imitating the Macho Man. He was oh, my God. As he was holding his chest. That's what, according to Sean Waldman, that's what happened. And and you know, I, I, I've t- taken many of an opportunity to slam Sean Waldman in the past, but since since his Chikara run up through now, it seems like he's really turned things around. And he took yeah. Nobbs to task. And the fact that Hogan is coming to Nobbs' defense, um, and, and, and I take Hogan, and I lump him in with Dixie Carter, and, and any of the people, and Kurt Angle, and, and, and even what Mick Foley said about the empty arena match, no one in TNA should be allowed to have Twitter. That's or, what maybe I just, I, I, or maybe we're just giving Twitter to the wrong people. Maybe there needs to be a special impact, and I, I'm going to really work to continue to call it Impact Wrestling. I know people are sticking with the TNA name. I've always yeah, hated right. TNA. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Impact. Maybe we, maybe we need to, like somebody just needs to take the cell phones away, just be like no, and then hand them to people like like I think Daniels would be a good tweeter. Um, I'm sure he is a good tweeter. Um, you know, people who don't like keep keep this away from the like. You're right. These people do not know what they're talking about. It's insanity. Um, but no, I yeah, had, no, I, I had, I had not read the, I had not read the, the report of knobs doing the fake heart attack thing. And, you know, kudos to Waltman if, if that's really what went down and he, he went off on him, uh, you know, and he, it, it's like you said, I think Waltman is, is clearly in a better place than certain other people from, from that era, China. Um, and uh, it seems like maybe he has turned a corner. And maybe, you know, I, I wonder if, if Scott Hall doesn't have something to do with that and just seeing some of the things that have happened with, with Hall that he just never seems to get out of it, um, that, that maybe that's had something. And that's pure speculation on my part. But it just seems like maybe he's figured out that that's not what he wants and, and he's trying to and he's trying to do right by it. And so good for him. And it, it is really cool if he took – Knobs to task because I was sitting there and that was the thing is like you sit there reading Hogan writes this you know and it sort it sort of just completely kills everything that Hogan nice all the nice things that Hogan said about Savage because then you turn around and you defend a dude who clearly doesn't get right it. and I think that's why people like Sting and, and and people other people on TNA you always hear them talk so great about Hulk Hogan and they always say I'm here for Hulk and this and that and I think it's because Hulk Hogan will take his guys back even when he shouldn't and they know that Hogan's going to have their back. Yeah. And and, and all that and they and they're going to and they're going to do what they can um to to really bring things forward and 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 make it work. And 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 I'm I'm stalling because now my computer is apparently infected with a virus right in the middle of all this. So Oh, sure it is. 
um, which is which I think is is a spam program trying to tell me it's infected with a virus, which is great to have happen right in the middle of the podcast. I just want to yeah. Well, it just makes sure, you know what, is, what 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 site are you on that's that's popping that crap up? Is you know it's yeah, clearly well, not it's either blog media, talk radio or it, it's it's Skype because those are the only okay. two because it was like four one one. All it's all it's going to do is try to sell you BP, um, and, and you know among other things <laughs> and take away your scroll bar. Oh. And and yeah, and now it's it's yelling at me, and it won't even let me start my my program. I know at last check we had 15 minutes left in the program. Maybe yeah, Google it Chrome is, will work. I'm just gonna try. Uh, according according to my phone, it is 12:19, so that's East Coast yeah, time. Yeah, so we've got about 11 minutes yet left. And, and by and by the, my reckoning, we've got about. I, I know you said you got about a million things that you're always wanting to talk about. I got about two topics that, that I see left. Um, one that just popped yeah. up. So, yeah. Well. Um, we were we were gonna talk we were gonna talk some Rhodes and Daniel Bryan I, I do assume right because you said we were gonna talk about that next is that where you wanted to go That's what I was asking is oh yeah that's, that's what I was bringing up and it wasn't even on the list but but when you when when you brought up the Rhodes and everything I'm it's it's, it's a few I'm excited about I know you and I, you and I have talked about it I think it's a great pairing um and 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 I know and, and and we talked about this before but I want to talk about it to the listeners talk about the the selling of that that feud that took place on on TV Um. Are you just talking? I guess can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm completely getting it. Well, remember when they were basically saying that this was, you know, a huge upset uh, for Cody Rhodes? Oh Hollywood, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, one of the things that yeah, we we talked a uh, we we've talked a lot about and like people complain about gimmicks. And one of the things that, that I think is real what was really great about that feud is one, um, again, it tells me one that I think they still believe in Daniel Bryan. Um, because of the way of, of this figure, I, w- I will be thoroughly upset if if they turn around and you know Cody Rhodes gets his win back and that's sort of the end of it this week. That would like, and I haven't seen the SmackDown spoilers yet, and I actually try to avoid them because I do like to watch um, SmackDown sort of live because it is probably move for move the best wrestling show on television right now. Um, but yeah, it, it showed a lot. Of, uh, to me, it showed a couple of things. It showed one that they they still have some faith in Danny Bryan. It shows that they have a lot of faith in, in where they believe that Cody Rhodes is, um, in in terms of of the, the sort of player he is. Because I, I remember not too long ago that Cody Rhodes picking up a victory would be something of an upset, and they really sold a former U.S. champion beating Cody Rhodes as an upset. Um, and 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 Booker T I think was the one who, who said a lot, and he he did say a lot of like, well, don't sell Daniel Bryan short, and this this and this, and I you know and that he you know he's a great competitor and he can he can come out of nowhere and submit you, um, but it was still very clear that there there was a, a perception that um, Cody Rhodes was something special to beat, uh, and and I think that if they can you know I think they can continue this and and you know these guys can both work it's very clear. Uh, the other thing that we talked about is that it really to me shows a lot of like. What ha- like shows me you kind of some of the wrestling pedigree that that Cody Rhodes has, uh, and we talked about this uh, a couple of days ago too, uh, where there there's a lot of people that sort of get saddled with crappy gimmicks, and you can tell when they don't like it, or when you can tell when they're not, you know, when they don't get it, when they don't get into it. And the thing that that has impressed me uh, about the Rhodes or the, the Dusty's kids is that they pretty you can tell that their father sat down with them and was like, listen. If this is what the promoter gives you, you you run it like it's the best idea in the world, and and you stick with it because it's going to pay off. And I think you know I think we're actually seeing that in Cody Rhodes, um, 
you know, and that, you know, I, I was not necessarily right away a big fan of the dashing thing, and it was kind of annoying, and he, and he really made it work. Dolph Ziggler was the example you gave, where again, like, you look at like what where he where he came out when he started this whole Dolph Ziggler thing, and it was sort of ridiculous, like just shaking hands and saying hi, I'm whoever, um, or I'm Dolph Ziggler, and 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 doing that for a long time, and that has worked and paid dividends. Uh, and, and yeah, I think that the way this this first match is uh, this first match was put together, the way it was sold as a big upset, that I think that you know again we talk about if they really want to the the end result of a good feud is both guys get elevated. Um, I'm hoping they move away from the mask with Cody at some point. Um, I don't know that this will be it, uh, but I you know I think that there's nothing but good that could come out with this if they let it marinate. And I think the crowd was behind that match, like watching it on TV. It seemed like. And we've seen Daniel Bryan get, get good reactions from crowds. Not only yeah. not just when he comes out, and sometimes he doesn't, but during his matches, he is he is great at drawing a crowd into the match, whether it's you know 500 people like he had at Ring of Honor or thousands of people like he has. Terrific at the now. hope spot. He he really has gotten the hope spot thing down. He is, and I do think they work very well together. What I you brought up the mask, and what I would love to see with the mask and Cody Rhodes at this point is that he he keeps the mask. And it's not a part of the suit at all. He wears it. He might use it as a weapon. But the mask, yeah. the removal, the face stuff, it's just there. He has it on, and it's not part of the feud. And then let it be a part of his next feud, and, and really just let it become part of who he is. And, and then because yeah. then when he does eventually lose it, and he should, then it'll actually mean something. Yeah. Well, and, and I what, think you, know, you even saw he used it as a weapon in this match, too. Like, he, like anytime he does a headbutt, you can be like, oh, Cody Rhodes using the mask. And, and, and that's... Exactly how it came into play with with his match against Daniel Bryan. He uses as a headbutt, and they they didn't again. They didn't talk like the paper bag thing was sort of talked about, but it was in the background for the majority of the yeah. Like, there was not a, yeah, there was not a lot of talk about oh Cody Rhodes is disfigured and blah blah blah. Like that was not that was not there. So uh, you know, I think you know when you talk about fusion potential, that's one that, that that has a lot of potential and could be. Could could be something special if they if they let it do, and, and could be something that dominates a mid card, um, and hopefully can give them some play forward. Yeah, well, and and I agree, one hundred percent with what you're saying, and then I think that that you know I, you brought up something good the other day that I want to bring in that I don't want the mask to become the Iron Mike Sharp arm yes. arm arm protector as you talked about yeah. the other day, like 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 you know we don't need Gorilla Monsoon coming back from. In the grave and, and talking about how that 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 his face hey, is that, still injured, his nose is still broken after all these years. Oh no 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 yeah it still pains him and actually it would usually be Bobby or um, Bobby or Jesse that would mention Iron Mike's injuries or Cowboy Bob Orton with the cast actually Iron Mike Sharp had the had the elbow Bob Orton had the cast for God knows how long yeah I know um, how long how, good, I, good. you have to wonder did Bob Orton like when the house show tour was over did he get the cast off for like a couple of weeks and put it back on for the next house show tour uh you know and maybe it had snaps or something I don't know but it was yeah it was one of those things like really like he, he kept he kept for like he kept re-breaking it with all those forearms he was using with the with the cast you know yeah. so but but again, but again, you look at it like Bob Orton had that gimmick for how long? Like that thing was going on forever. Yeah, yeah. He, he just worked it, yeah. Um, and, and you know, yeah, like when he showed up when he was when he was a part of Randy Orton's development, I kind of wanted him to show up with the cast on. With the still. cast, yeah, right. That'd been a great. Um, but no, I think there's a, there's a lot of good things there, and 
and I will say the Rhodes Bryan match is probably my highlight of the week from from wrestling this week. Like that match was good. It was given a lot of time. Commercial time did not eat a lot of it away. Um and, and yeah, yeah, that, I, let that be a lesson in TNA right there. Commercial time did not eat a lot of the match away. Well that and that's the thing is, and, and again, as, as, as we bring this show full circle to, to, to with the last three minutes, uh, I'm hoping that what I read translates well on TV. Like that's that's my prayer. Um whether it gets answered, who knows. But we'll see. Yep, no, and I think I think you're hundred percent right. And I just want to point out we're still in the midst of, of computer issues here in, in here in the DeMarco household. And it's driving me absolutely crazy. Like can't see our switchboard and if somebody's calling in, people are, are posting in the chat room, I apologize. This show might not even be happening right now for all I know. It might just we, be we could just be having a normal phone conversation. Of course if, if right. you still which, have which your time like I said, to bring this show full circle, I, I did say that's what this show was all about. And and even about the callers and, and, and the callers that we had, I thought were, were fantastic. And I'm so glad that they called in. Um, yeah. You know, you and I will have these conversations regardless of whether or not anyone listens and regardless of whether or not this show exists. And that's that really what, what it is all about. And, and so that's why I'm glad that we. Well, we I will that. say on, on the positives, all the callers that called in, regardless of whether this is, this is still playing right now, like all the callers who called, like, According to your switch, you still had your switchboard. It still said we were broadcasting then. Uh, buggy, you know, I, I think it would have been sort of really sad if, if we weren't sure about whether or not Buggy was getting through. But clearly she was on and, and speaking to the world. And so that, that was that was nice um, because she does have her, her fans that, that really, yeah, I, you know, I give you a hard time and was teasing you about, like, the exposure stuff, but she does have a pretty good following through through the column, and and the, you know people want to support her, and I hope that 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 continues. So it was good that you know our guest was on the air. <laughs> it was, and I don't know if you can hear it, but we have a minute left of the program. Oh, doctor. So, well, yeah. then, which means the program is still going on. Which makes that's that's happy. good news. Uh, excellent. Um, I don't. I mean, if we we the only thing we had that I had left. I don't know if there's any sort of short bits you want to talk about. Um, I I, I don't really. I I want. I still. I think we can table. I want to talk about tag teams next week. We were going to talk about tag teams this week, and this is more. We than even advertised it. Yeah, we. Um, we promised and, it, and, and we advertised it. And, and for those of you that are still listening, our our whole our, our whole discussion if you want to think about this time is that we do miss the good old-fashioned tag team feud uh and and i and i've just brought up that it doesn't seem like um we we recognize that it's not important but i don't know that either of the two major brands right now have put together a tag team feud that i I, i'm really um good that's been really good since uh, around amw's heydays and some of the beer money stuff uh and then you you know you even look at spoilers for impact again if there was one negative it was the tag team title situation. Like, I didn't yeah. even know the British Invasion were still together. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And then we're down to like five seconds left. So thank you for listening, and we will see you yep. again next Tuesday at 1030. See ya. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.